This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Street, are you good? I'm good. Pam, you good? I'm good. Steak, you good? I'm good. Allison, you good? Allison. Ellie. Happy, happy uh, Dan is loud wrong day, guys. What a Dan day, is right? Loud wrong day. Wow, it's, always so loud. A, it's always so a great day. It's also a great day because uh, Chris Cody is back in our lives and on our podcast and on our airwaves. I didn't realize how much I miss that guy until he's gone. He is definitely one of my... Definitely my favorite person on that show. I love you, Chris Cody. I hope you hear this. Um, <laughs> he hadn't hit a baseball bet since Nam. That was just one of the most fantastic lines of today. <laughs> Obviously a great Cody reference. Um, when he was talking about, uh, Dan is talking about Mina being 8-0 against the spread. Chris goes, can I get in on that uh, text? <laughs> can I get in on that text? Um, I was thinking the same thing. I do a podcast with her brother. Uh, download Relegated FC wherever you get your podcast. Check it out. And I'm going to have to needle Isaac to get in get some picks for me and make some money. <laughs> um, let's go out to your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, Fleming M. Raps. What was good on the show today, buddy? Uh, so I think a lot was good. And I think maybe Strito mentioned the whole Dan is wrong thing a little later. And we'll talk more about that. But the, the bigger topic I want to talk about was actually something Dan mentioned earlier in the show was a couple times the concept of uh, how quote-unquote funny or ironic it is that COVID found its way into the White House and not the NBA bubble, and then slightly mentioned hockey and then slightly mentioned how baseball and football have been impacted by it. And so I was just like, is anybody really surprised by like the irony of uh, the sport that is super rusty, don't change, we're anti-change in any 
aspect of anything to make anything faster. And the other sport that is basically, um, we don't say that brutality or police brutality is wrong until it's a national pandemic that puts focus on it. Those are the two sports that are aligned with the White House leadership in the way that they took this serious, where the other two sports where hockey is basically like, uh, y'all keep the hell down there. Don't, uh, we're going to play games up north, keep that American nonsense away. And then basketball, which we all know is the most progressive and basically every equal human rights uh, discussion in the four major sports. So just I just found it as ironic as kind of, I guess, an overstatement, because I don't find it to be very ironic with the parallels of leadership and the way they dispose of uh, player safety in the NFL uh, and health, let alone the way the NBA actually finds its players to not be as disposable or easily replaced. So I just found it funny that he kept calling it ironic and again, not disagreeing. I think it's a funny irony without calling it funny. Uh, But I didn't think that the parallels were very shocking when you actually broke it down to the leadership level of the sports and the white house. I am coming out heavy. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine it gets a lot funnier after this. So I apologize everybody. (laughs) No, it was good. It's good. I want to get the serious out of the way. Quickly, so we can have some fun <laughs> later. Give us some high notes. Uh, let's go out to Suey Award winner Andrew Streeter. Would you yeah, like you know, I. <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have everybody introduce me like that from now on. Even people who don't get the show, I understand it. But um, that's great, buddy. It's my two-year-old son. All right. I just I love I've since it since it began I've loved Dan is loud wrong day and. I love that Dan, and among all of the things that makes the show different from every other sports talk radio show imaginable, uh, is just he's not, not only is he not afraid to like admit that he was wrong about something, he doesn't gloss over it. I mean, they really lean into how wrong uh, they are, <laughs> or how wrong he was specifically. He knows how funny and how good it is content wise, but. Um, it's nice that he can not just admit that he's wrong, but also to be able to, to laugh at how wrong how those things are. Because when other guys are out there gas bagging and we know all the usual suspects on other networks and on the same network, uh, who those are, um, you know, those things don't ever really come back to bite those guys, you know? And um, Dan doesn't just allow that to happen. He embraces it and it's, it's good content. And it's one of the many reasons why we love him and love them for that. So this is the one thing I just wanted to jump in on and I'll make it real quick is completely agree. Not calling Dan the gas bag, but the funny thing about Dan is that he'll still do the explanation, which is human nature of why you thought that you before thought- you were wrong. And so he'll still do the, Hey, uh, Stu guys, how many fumbles did he have last season? Well, how many does he have this season? And so he'll still do the, I'm, I'm just asking thing, which again, human nature, he's not standing by his statement. He's willing to move and, progress his thought, but he'll still go back and explain why he thought that. But that's it. I think that's one of the best things about the show is like when you finally get the show and you just realize they don't take anything serious and they're wrong and they just lean into their mistakes and just harp on it. And it's it's like, why do we take any of this seriously? It's sports, sports talk. It's like, let's just have fun with everything. And I think that's like a really big thing when you finally get the show that you get that. I agree. Agreed. Pamela at Halloween Basic on Twitter. Happy spooky season. How excited are you? I'm so excited. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I've been ready since the end of August. 
It's all good. I mean, minus there's not really going to be trick-or-treating and all the Halloween bashes and things that are fun are not going to happen. But Halloween is a state of being. It's not just a day. So it'll always be Halloween to me. You can still celebrate my birthday. You can still celebrate my birthday. I forgot you're a Halloween baby. It's true. What a day. What a day. I got a hot take. Trick-or-treating is the worst part about Halloween. You Except that when you get home, you get to go through the bag and take all the stuff you want before they get anything. So mm-hmm. we, we yeah. go to a, we go to a friend's house and we actually, uh, they have a margarita machine. So we actually hand out free margaritas to the parents. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love yeah. We usually go to UVA and they do trick or treat on the lawn and the student, different student organizations pass out candy. And it's really great because you don't have to worry about finding a place to park and you don't have to mess with a bunch of crazy people everywhere. And there's no cars. You don't, if you have little kids, you don't have to worry about your kids running out in traffic and stuff. It's fantastic. Transition. Did I what? So what, what was your takeaway or what was your uh, favorite part of today's show or least okay. favorite part? I have two and I'm going to ask for feedback because I'm not, um, I'm not sure that either one of my topics is, is really deep or hard hitting. So I'll take any feedback. Uh, Christine Lisi mentioned today that nobody watches Buffalo games with her, that even her husband and her dog go out on the back deck during games because that's when she loses her mind and that's when she uses her bad words. Does anybody here believe that Christine Lisi uses bad words? No way. She's no. too sweet to say that. I, I like the idea of like figuring out what bad words are for Christine Lisi. Like darn. Like, like, oh, oh, biscuits. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's the route I was going to go with that, is that, you know, she's probably, dadgummit, yeah. darn Darn you, Bills. Guys, I'm getting mad now. So, yeah, I don't believe for a second that she's capable of using really foul language. She's just too nice. All right. Christine Lisi's a fraud. We got that one out the way. (laughs) (laughs) So she lied today on the show. So there's number one. Number two, Dan said that fear is one of the fun parts about sports. I am a high anxiety person. I do not like the unknown. I don't like not knowing how things will turn out. And I really don't like losing. I don't handle it well. I'm not very mature. Um, I don't think that fear is fun ever. Is fear a fun part of sports? But it's fun on Halloween. It's fun on Halloween. Yeah, me and me and Steak have gambling problems, so we're probably the worst people to ask this question because I think we're okay with the adrenaline rush. Uh, I love it. I live yeah, I, I think it's the entire reason we we are. Okay. See, I think it's I think it, it just depends. You know, I think like you can look back in hindsight at a game because I'm the same way. I get I get sports anxiety, especially when I'm really invested in my team that particular season, or I feel like they've got something and they could do something right. And so when it's in a high stakes situation, especially if it's a playoff game or if it's something that's going to affect seating or, you know, any of that, or who am I kidding? Like any sort of regular season game, like <laughs> I'm still like, Ugh. and then it's awesome when they win. And if they lose and it's close, it's not awesome. 
people will like front pretty often and be like, Oh, that was a good game. They played a good game. It was close. Like I'd rather my team get freaking like hammered, like totally just annihilated and it not be close and then not have a chance to win it. Then like, it'd be like right down to the very end and then have it just ripped away from you. That hurts way worse. That's, that's the worst kind of broken heart. No, I agree. I don't like fear. Not in sports. Not at all. What do you think, Beep? Bleep fear. All right. Thank you, Beep. Yep. Okay. Always concise. Always good with those answers. I want to go to the polls. If a gambler tells you he's even, does he for sure have a losing record? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. For, for sure. Yeah, 97% yes. What's the record? <laughs> Where was Dan Moore wrong? Jimmy Butler or Josh Allen? Jimmy Butler. Josh Allen. Yeah, 52% Jimmy Butler. It's probably prisoner of the moment to say Jimmy Butler because the moment was bigger, right? And it just happened last night. It's so weird having like NBA playoffs and NFL happening at the same time. I'm so disoriented by that. Yeah, hockey just ended and soccer's going. Oh, that was a great. We went. There's just too much going on. Like it's overwhelming, man. Yeah, we we went from a pandemic where there weren't sports at all, where we were like binge watching fucking Tiger King and everything else, and now I can't watch a show because I'm like, there's just way too many sports on. I I haven't. People like, have you watched this? Like, I can't. There's way too many uh, spreads and prop bets going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just got into EPL this year, so my like I'm just. Oh yeah. Alone, like there's so much to follow. Are there more polls? Have you uh, ever shouted at your television during a sporting event? I will kill you myself. Yes. That's a hundred percent yes. So yes, and I actually I think I know the origin of this. I think this started when we played video games as kids because I absolutely cussed out Allen Iverson's players, like Eric Snow. I would threaten to kill him every time in any sort of NBA 2K because he sucked. So I think it started in games, and we evolved as adults and yelled at real people. Yep. And, and it's I'm almost always that. your own players, right? Yeah. Like it's almost always like your own team versus like being all, yeah. Else it's all with them. Texas A and M. Like I have put so many hexes on them Saturday night. It's not even like they're done. Hexes, hexes A and M. Yeah, hexes A and M. They're dead to me until Saturday, and, then and that's why he's got a suey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us are hacks. All right. Well, uh, the hardest working fan. In the Levitard universe, Beep Count is sitting quietly this entire time. And we uh, send it out to him for his take. Thank you, Steak. I appreciate that. So Mike actually kept me on my toes today. Obviously, today was Dan is loud wrong day. And he really threw me a curveball when he threw in the incredulous no in there. Um... Combined with the beeps, we had 202 beeps and no's with a segment length of 7 minutes and 24 seconds. That equated to 27.29 beeps slash no's per minute, which was down 12.14% week over week. How about that, Steak? Nothing to add to that. Solid. Yeah, yeah, good take, man. Uh, Well done. Way to bring it home. I also want to say real quick, I uh, I thought it was interesting in the big Sui today when Stu was like, keep that in there. <laughs> and yeah. Jeff, was, Jeff was like, what are you, what is that? Like, what are you doing? As if we heavily edit this, like, at all. Like, we're just, every two seconds, like, no, keep that, cut that. Like, they're not, 
Yeah. Why, I don't think, any of us are none of us are fooled into thinking that they are that like no uh, it was it was a, about what makes it or not it was two guys doing a stupidity bit where he yeah, the key, yeah and those they do out. that they well they and he pumps out a lot to stands it like keep that in there keep that in there and that's like yeah that's a stupidity bit and it's funny that he got caught up in like that moment and I don't, maybe he's just doing too many with the weekend observations but it was funny because it's like that's who says keep that in there on this show like no shit that's staying in there like <laughs> <laughs> the only Especially time the Billy coming back over the top and Billy coming back off the top rope and like hammering with him with it again. So yeah. How bad would something have to be for them to actually fit it out, considering the stuff they keep in? Like Yeah. Yeah, they've let some pretty loose jokes or like they own it. But yeah, I, I think yeah. it'd have to be like it had to be Chris Cody doing the two-word bit and he really went rogue and like said something's like, whoa. Really uh, yeah they like unplug cable they unplug cables and de- <laughs> delete they burn servers and yeah we're we're almost two months into the uh the post-game show era and i still what's burned into my brain is that one post-game show where chris did the limited fake uh steve-o the balls and like literally every two seconds he's like I like broke my dick somewhere. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, that's what I it was. was. I like, broke my dick in Dallas. What? He broke his dick in Dallas. <laughs> I, was, I, I was never more proud. Chat, like Jeff kept putting it in the chat over and over for like four <laughs> days in a row. I broke my dick. In <laughs> it was. I, I almost yeah. wrecked the car. I was laughing so hard. I was. Well, what's funny is his uh, impersonation of Steve-O sounds like. I don't, is Adam McKay doing the other character? His like co, uh, uh, Harry, the Harry the horse, Harry the horse. Harry the horse. because whoever's doing that's, that, that's who Chris Cody sounded like when I he was doing a Steve O impersonation. Time that Samson was Harry the horse. Yeah, no, he has. I feel like Samson's too serious. I've heard Caliendo. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Or, that um, would make sense. Yeah. Caliendo makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially I because they're, be- oh, let me not say that. Hank, Hank Azaria is a really talented voiceover He's actor too. I'm sure they could get Super him to do something. He is, but I think when you when you listen to like the content, like Hank is very like he's. I'll, I'll, I mean, fuck, I'm not gonna be wrong. But he's funnier than whoever is doing. It. Like he could be more clever, even with <laughs> even with doing the bro bit. Like, well, you all, know, like, Samson's not yeah. gonna be funny. If it's no, him. Samson's not being funny. Just anymore. the voice sounded like Frank, uh, Frank Caliendo made sense because like that seems like his type of. Uh, potential humor or not humor but like his his joke range where it's very limited it's more about the impersonation than it is about the joke i think Uh, somebody also says it's dean norris playing the horse which i could could kind of see that yeah and somebody named stavros blockus halkis i don't know who that is at the gardener because I was actually curious, like, did they actually do, like, they got uh, a white dude to do the Gardner, which I don't give a fuck, but I was like, I feel like they just wouldn't, like, they went and found somebody to do it, unless they went Scarface and got, like, a yeah. Jewish guy to fucking be the Gardner. You mentioned the sounded... a bunch of white guys doing that, with the Gardner on there? Like, what <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It'll probably not go over as well. So what else we got? Anything um... Else? No, I think for the show, that's probably... I mean, I, I imagine... No, I think for the show, let me stop recording. So, beat doesn't hear me call. No, I'm just kidding.
If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.